Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is the Ball and Roll Pick and Pod. My name is Rich. Again, if you guys don't know already, check out ballandroll.com, the best basketball content on the web. We just interviewed Fred Van Vliet, new feature on the website. Also, check out shop.ballandroll.com for the hottest basketball merch on the web. Exciting new episode coming at you guys today. And, I mean, Kevin, the boys are back. The Bulls are back. Dude. Well, no, the boys are back, man. The Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys. The one win. Yeah, but I, 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 I hate Cowboy fans. They're so wishy-washy. It's just like you. It's the American team, whatever. You guys suck. You guys suck. You guys have so like your old line. I think two of your guys from your old line are supposed to be. Uh, I made the all pro team this this year. Yeah, they're pro bowlers. Yeah, no, but like all pro. Like these are oh. these are the starters. These are the starters too. Yeah. We got we got three Pro Bowlers actually on the yeah. O line. Yeah, but no like, but uh-huh. yes, um, you know, you just uh, scraping through the season. Here's the okay, Kevin. The the boys are back. <laughs> yep. The Cowboys have cemented their spot in the Super Bowl with their win against the Rams. And really, the football season it's 17 weeks in the playoffs starting, and it's all about peaking at the right time. I have a question. I have Cowboys a question. are peaking at the right time. But okay, I have a yeah. question for you. So say sure. if you, you, I mean, you guys are playing Eagles this weekend, and you know yeah. you guys are known to be rivals, uh, division rivals. But no, say say if you lose, would it be like you know when Kevin Garnett uh, made LeBron leave Cleveland? It would um, the Eagles make you leave Cowboys as a team? No, never. But we're gonna win by fifty because we're peaking right now. You're peaking. You're running the table. We're running the table. Well, just like I mean, the Jets. Okay, cool. Well, the Jets yeah, are different. No, the no, Cowboys no, are actually okay. in a playoff yeah. spot. We we heard it here first, guys. We, they're running the table, and uh, led by led by the example set by Sammy Darnold. I'm sorry, Sammy Mono. But uh, <laughs> 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 we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. I, honestly, I want Cowboys to make the playoffs because um, the Jerry. I mean, like, I, last thing I want is Jerry to be like battle depression. Like he he had to at a certain time, you know. How about ma- me? Max out of his cards, you know, sell the last bit of oil money Whoa. in order to keep the team running. And Dude, uh, wait, wait, what? how about me? What do you mean, Jerry? Who cares about Jerry? What Jerry? What about me? Dude, his son is trying to run him out of the uh, out of the team right now. Yeah, I think but, he deserves but, his team more than uh, win it more than anything. Dude, Jerry but, Jones is he's the owner. He's also the GM. He's also yeah. the um, you know the silent head coach. He's also yeah. uh, the media person because he's legit outside your locker room every time the press is there in order to answer the questions. Yes. And dude, he also is apparently the head of the medical staff because um, the score has Jerry Jones said uh, Dak Prescott's shoulder injury isn't that bad. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> well, I think the head of our medical staff is the, is this dude in a cowboy hat. So if you ever yes, watch like home cowboy games. And you see like a guy go down and you see a dude running onto the field with a cowboy hat. Oh, my God. If I, if I ever get to that point in my life where I'm at a, I'm inside like a hospital room and my doctor comes in with a cowboy hat, just Kevin, you pull the plug instantly. Yeah, no, like I don't know if he just came from branding a cow and yeah. <laughs> to like my knee surgery, like to fix yeah. my <laughs> – but uh, yeah, I wouldn't trust that one bit. <laughs> yeah, well – Anyways, uh, Cowboys are back, but we're going to talk about uh, some football later. Lots to discuss. The Raptors, more injury problems. Big NBA game tonight. It's the Lakers versus the Bucks, the two best teams in basketball. 
We're also going to talk some fantasy football finals because yours truly, Kevin and I, are both in the fantasy football finals in our respective leagues. Lots going on. Kevin, let's start off with the Raptors, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Because it, so they had a five-game slump, mm-hmm. got over it, won three in a row, and now everybody is dying again. Yep. So, okay. like, what, what's what's going on with the Raptors, man? Like, talk to me. How are the Raptors going to be able to persevere? Because, like, Adrian Wojnarowski actually just tweeted saying that Marcus Gasol is going to be out for, like, a period of weeks, which, yes. like, obviously because it's a hamstring strain. Yeah. And Norman Powell looks like he'll be out for a little bit. So what do the Raptors do from here? I mean, I think it's totally fine because you're at a point in the season where, you know, if you take a loss or two over here, it's to, it's okay. It's not going to be that detrimental. But also you have a lot of young guys to experiment with. And this is yeah. the perfect time when a guy like Marcus Gasol has to sit out for an extended period of time. A guy like Norm Powell has to sit out for a little while too. You put in guys like Chris Boucher in there, you know, give him more runs. Maybe uh, with Dewan Hernandez, he, he was your um, – you guys drafted him this year, right? Or was he yeah. an undrafted – Okay, he was yeah, uh, drafted like last. Yeah, yeah but I mean, like he still has a roster spot, so may as well give him yeah. some runs. Like we have a guy named Daniel Gafford in Chicago. He's our second oh round pick. No, 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 no. Like real, realistically, let me. I'm not. I'm not trying to like drag Chicago into this, but this yes, is just you are. No, but this is from my understanding of what's happening throughout yeah, the year, sure. right? But this also happens historically with other teams, like when. Your some of your starters or your bench guys or your role guys get hurt. That's when you have like a guy who's just holding a, a spot on the bench, come out, get some runs, and show the team what they can do. That's where maybe Hernandez can come in and show what he can do and provide for the team. In Norm Powell's situation, I mean, I think Fred VanVleet he should be coming back soon, right? Yeah, I think it's right around the corner for him to come back. So I think with Fred VanVleet back and Kyle Lowry back, the guard position is going to be okay. You know, give a few more runs to Matt Thomas to get out there. Ojan and Obi also switching a few different positions over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think you'll be fine. You have, a, I mean, a lot of young guys who would love the opportunity to get a few more minutes to go out there, prove themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's probably, you know, if you have to look for a silver lining, that would be it over here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, under, I understand that. I think both losses are still going to be pretty big because Raptor fans are going to understand really quickly that, Marc Gasol is just so crucial to the team just because of yes. what he does on the defensive end of the court. And a guy like Chris Boucher is not going to be able to step in and fill the same role. Obviously, like Chris Boucher showed that he's able to step in like when Serge Ibaka was out and he stepped in for a couple of weeks. But Marc Gasol is just such an important part to this team. And I think I think the Raptors, like overall, I think they're going to be okay. But like we're going to re- realize like just how important these guys are. And in terms of Norm- Norman Powell, it just, it kind of sucks because he's been playing really, really well the mm-hmm. past little bit. Like yes. he, he looks like a dude who went to Kobe Bryant's like training camp over the summer, like lots of points. Now? Number 24. Well, he, yeah. Well, he did. Okay. He, he trained with Kobe as yeah. you can tell mm-hmm. low assist numbers, mm-hmm. high scoring numbers. Like he is Kobe Bryant and we just lost Kobe Bryant on our team. You know, yes. I, mean, but, uh, I mean, he's been doing good. He's been averaging like 16 to 18 point per game over the past few games when Fred Van Vliet yeah. was out. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, he has a lot to offer over here. But going back to your Chris Boucher point, like, see, losing Marcus Gasol more than anything, like we saw his value last year in the playoffs where, mm-hmm. you know, guys were terrified to go in there because he's just such a big figure. Right. I, 
Yeah. The thing with Chris Boucher, he's only 200 pounds. He's maybe 50 pounds less than Marc Gasol. He's also about two uh, two inches shorter as well. That 50 pounds makes like, makes a huge difference when you have mm-hmm. a guy like Joel Embiid or someone like that trying to yeah. bull- bully you inside. That's where a guy like Hernandez, like they, Hernandez and um, Marc Gasol, they're about the same size. Same weight and everything like that. Yeah, they're both. Uh, I mean, Hernandez is maybe like 10 to uh, 10, 15 pounds off. But other than yeah. that, they're they're the same height, just a few pounds uh, off. But but I think when you need that brick building, I don't know. That's when uh, you plug in a guy like that over there. But no, but like also keep in mind, Marcus Gasol is just so smart defensively. Like David oh, yes. uh Dewan Hernandez like comes in and he gets like yeah. three fouls in two minutes. You know? He's young. He's young. He's, but him, yeah, he's super young. But I, like, and like give him the runs at the end of the game, probably right when when yeah, it's yeah, garbage when time. Up, yeah, when we're up twenty. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's really just gonna right now. It's just gonna be a lot of minutes for Serge Ibaka at the starting five spot. Pascal Siakam's gonna play like thirty-five to forty minutes, and then why and not? Shea, yeah, no, I'm totally fine with it. And then Chris yeah. Boucher is gonna just step in and and do like his. Uh, it's potential games now from now on. Like Chris yes. Boucher is going to have his potential games. This is like the stretch of time where he's going to like have like a 15 and 12 and five blocks and four steals game and like 15 minutes of playing time. And everyone's going to be like, that guy yeah. is a dude. And then Gasol's going to come back. Are yep. we going to see yep. the Toronto man's flex? Boucher Brissett? Are we going to oh, come in? <laughs> dude, that'd be sick. That'd be if, sick. You, if you have like a homegrown player, right? Yeah come over here and actually establish himself as a, a valuable player to the team. That would yeah. be insane. If, if he's averaging, you know, even if it's like 10 points or something like that, mm-hmm. I think as a city, they will rally behind that just because he's from their own backyard. That's insane. <laughs> so that, that, that makes me, that begs the question, who do you think is more Canadian O'Shea Brissett or Chris Boucher? Like in terms of how they act as human beings. See, that's different though. So see Boucher, Boucher, he's from Montreal, correct? Yeah. He's like, like, you know how the Quebecois are, they want to leave the country, yada, 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 they're like the whole separate entity. But Brissett, he's from Toronto. Like he's from Saga. No, but he's, he's a Saga guy though. Yeah. Saga is Toronto GTA. Yeah. Dude, now we're at a point where like GTA is just expanding everywhere. Like for me, uh, Oshawa, I would even classify GTA, which I know is very blasphemic, but I want to feel like a Toronto man. So I have an apartment there over there right now. So, uh-huh. you know, I'm trying to fit in with the culture. Dude. You, know, <laughs> you already know, eh? Dude, like Ottawa is going to be part of the GTA. No, dude, yeah. like Ottawa is going to be part of the GTA soon. But like, dude, when you go outside of Canada, a lot of the times, all right, I, I tell them I'm from, you know, Belleville. That's where I grew up. Like, Where's Belleville? I'm like, it's Toronto. It's like, oh, Toronto. You see, in Tower, like, Why yes, would yes, you even bother? Yes, yes, Why do you yes, even bother yes, telling yes. people that you're from I Belleville? Don't know. When you man. go out of Canada, we're, that's just I'm dumb. Proud of my, I'm very proud of my city. We have Quinny Mall over here. We have an American Eagle in it. Uh, Laura Secord. It's, it's, it's quite the pride and joy. But Kev, the problem with that is, mm-hmm. say you go to like. Ohio, right? Because you were in Ohio like a month or so ago, right? And you meet somebody, and they're like, "Where are you from?" And they're like, and you say Belleville, right? Oh, yeah. One, yeah. they they would either ask you, "Oh, I've never heard of that." Where's Belleville? So I'm sorry. You're, I'm sorry so you, what? Do you, no, do but, you know who PK Subban is? Yes. Do you know who that is? Oh, oh, that's crazy because he played for Belleville and he kind of grew up no, over here but, for a little okay, bit. I know still, he's from Hamilton, no. but still. Oh, do you know who Andrew Shaw is by any chance? 
Uh, like kind uh, oh, of. I, yeah, I, he I, plays I, for Montreal Canadiens. No big deal. He he's pretty decent. That he he comes from my church, man. His family comes that's, to my church, St. Joseph Parish on uh, Bridge Street. What are you saying, What's dog? his mom's name? What's his I mom's don't know. Name? I don't know. Mrs. Shaw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my point is, my point is, you yeah. meet a person in Ohio, and they're like, where are you from? You say yeah. Belleville. They're either going to say, oh, never heard of it. Where's that? And you just have to say Toronto. Or they don't even ask, which means they just don't care. Because yeah. you know they do not know where Belleville is. They're like, oh, okay. Belleville. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. You know? Like, I mean, I mean, I, I totally understand. It's it's almost the same as you know when people are like, oh, LeBron's from Cleveland, LeBron or LeBron's from Cleveland. Yet, um, they, he was on the shop and uh, they were talking about how uh, he's not actually from Cleveland. That's not his actual but city. He's from Akron. He's from Akron, exactly. People but from Cleveland knows. make fun of people from Akron. Like they hate people from Akron. Yet he still has a rep Cleveland. And when he left that team, everyone was like, oh, you're gonna do your own home city like this? It's like, dude, he doesn't owe that place anything. Let that man go do his own thing. True. Speaking of speaking of LeBron, though, we're going to jump back to the Raptors in a little bit. But did you hear what Giannis said about LeBron before their matchup? He called Giannis an alien because he's so good. Does that so? Wait, LeBron called the, Giannis an alien? No, no. Giannis called LeBron an alien, alien? because he's that just so good in his 17th year. But yes. so does that mean there's a new like a, a next level from the unicorn? Is the alien? I've never heard that uh, being used before. But it's same, never been used. I could see it. Like this guy's what year sixteen in the league right 17. now. Seventeen. Year seventeen in the yeah. league right now, and he still is better than ninety nine percent. Well, I mean, not better than Giannis, but like ninety nine percent of sure. the league right now, which is absolutely insane. Like some of the passes that he's making on his drives are. Like, it's bonkers. He's not doing load management or anything the same way as, you know, some other people in the league. And he's getting a lot yeah. of um, sort of uh, heat, not even heat, a lot of comments regarding that, which yeah. is silly. Let this man go out and ball out as much as he can. But but it's crazy. Think, the, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you think 2020 is going to be the year of the alien? Because 2019 was the year of the unicorn. Dude, we have about like 30 unicorns in the league right now. I know, but now we have one alien. Tall guy. I mean, especially if it's a tall white guy who can shoot, yeah. he's a unicorn. Yeah, but we haven't really established what an alien is, and maybe Giannis is going to provide like, like a baseline assessment for it, which I guess seems like LeBron. But like, we haven't really esta- labeled like Zion Williamson as anything yet because he hasn't played. So I'm what is like he's not even an NBA player yet. Like most footage we've seen is him shooting a three-pointer uh, behind uh-huh. Brandon Ingram's shoot around. That's about it. That's but, big. Uh, alien maybe because his game is out of the world. Yeah. That's that, crazy. That could be it, but uh, that I mean, could be it for 2020. My my player comp, you know, back in uh, grade nine was uh, LeBron James with a little bit Fair. of Kevin Durant and uh, also a hint that. of Kyrie Irving. Yes, I and see that. With a dash of Brian's Calabrini too, because apparently he's the greatest one-on-one player of all time. Well, yeah, it's also the clutch gene. Yeah, I was I was like five five yeah. six and a stretch four. Yeah, so like no big no, deal. It's no big yeah. deal. I, I dominated. You know, shout out to yeah. Offsa. Whatever, but uh, <laughs> nobody knows what that is. Um, <laughs> the level but, of disrespect, yeah. the highest level of uh, accomplishment in Ontario, mm-hmm. spo- Ontario sports, man. Yeah, but back back to the Raptors for a little yeah. bit. Okay. We talked on um, last week's episode that the Raptors need something to get out of their shooting slump, and before that five game mess uh, that saw them lose four or five games, um, the Raptors just 
were the best shooting team in basketball. And then they stopped shooting. They were like in the bottom, bottom, like 25th, 27th in terms of offensive rating, shooting percentage. And like that is kind of, they kind of righted the ship the past three games. And we talked about how the Raptors sort of need an easier schedule now, how they play the Brooklyn Nets, who, while they're not bad, they're not the Clippers or the Rockets, and they needed to play a team like the Detroit Pistons, and they needed to play a team like whoever they beat in the middle, you know? Uh, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, there we go. So what like what do you see what did you see from the Raptors these past three games that helped them just write the ship regroup was it just like having like less pressure pressure because they're playing weaker competition they can relax and kind of regroup and also they had like an extra day off before playing Brooklyn when this uh, entire three game win streak started so the thing with I actually um one of the oh, the only game out of the three games I actually watched was the game against Brooklyn because I, I mean Brooklyn they You're were so one prepared. of my dark horses I'm sorry no yeah. but like Brooklyn was one of my dark horses last year and yeah. I, I was a huge fan of them but even this yeah. year like I really love Spencer Dinwiddie's game like oh, yeah. he is a very talented basketball player but as a unit when they played together I mean I don't care if Kyrie is there or don't not there like I don't care about that I'm not going to start that discussion which is a I don't know it's, I think it's a silly conversation but. That that game was exciting because they played as a unit, and um, but with the Raptors itself, they came out in the first half. They were shooting about fifty percent from the three point line. They, mm-hmm. they uh, but the second half they completely cooled down. They went ahead and shot only three or four threes afterwards, right. and they just stopped attempting that three point line. And then slowly Brooklyn started uh, creeping back in. Uh, that that that's a game where Raptors should have beat them by like twenty points or something. They ended up squeezing by with eight point uh, an eight point win. That's but um. It's not bad, but it's also nice seeing uh, Kyle Lowry back out there, you know, reintegrating yeah. with the group. And uh, mm-hmm. we saw that comment earlier on in the week where, you know, Kyle Lowry is a player that you can put into a team and, you know, automatically makes it a better team. Put into a good mm-hmm. team and automatically they're uh, like a play, a championship contending team type thing, mm-hmm. which is He's crazy a- to hear. Because that's something you would say about a guy like LeBron James. But we're yeah. saying that about Kyle Lowry. But, and- I mean, Kyle Lowry is definitely up there. Like, yes, in course. terms of, in terms of, like, he's a grit guy. Like he's the type of dude. Like we talked about, like Jameis Winston last last week. How he's you you can tell exactly what kind of game Jameis Winston had just by looking at the box score. Yes. With Kyle Lowry, it's completely different. Like the box score doesn't tell you almost anything about Kyle Lowry's game. But like, say you watch, like yesterday he had a triple double and like he played really well. But I mean, game against Cleveland, I watch a bit of it and you're like, okay, this team needs a guy like Kyle Lowry in the fold game against like Brooklyn, like this team, you just see how, what Kyle Lowry does all over the, all over the court. And you're like, okay, like this dude just makes this team different, you know? Yeah. So, but I mean, uh, one of the uh, uh, other key reasons why there were those wins happened was because of uh, Norman Powell being in that team. The, uh, against uh, Brooklyn, I'm pretty sure he had like 25 points. Against Cleveland, he had like 26 points. I know you're not a fan of point per game, whatever. But at the same time, when you take out almost like quarter of the team's final score away, mm-hmm. what do you see towards the future over the next you know month or so where Norm has to recover, where we can fill that void, basically? Well, I mean, more time for Terrence Davis right now. Terrence Davis has shown that with increased minutes, he's able to contribute um, like we said earlier, Fred Van Vliet's going to be back. It looks like Matt Thomas is is nearing a return, and he's just an, an extra shooter to get in the fold. And um, Rondé Hollis Jefferson's still there. And also, I I mean, 
I think the Raptors have really come together, especially after the last couple of games, because they have established their new chemistry guy. Oh, my gosh. This is big. <sighs> this is insanely big because it's something the Raptors have been sorely lacking since Jordan mm. Lloyd has left them. And yes. Yes. No, let's, let's, let's open this conversation because, I mean, right after you say that, I will tell you what the ideal chemistry guy is. But go ahead. Well. Well, we discussed the ideal chemistry guy, and it's a guy who was able to hold multiple players back on dunks, wear street clothes so he doesn't have to worry about like checking into the game. He doesn't have to think about that next man up mindset because he's yeah. never going to be the next man up. And yeah. Stanley Johnson showed me something, which I was like, okay, the Raptors might be clicking right now. You know, like when Norman Powell had that sick windmill dunk. He held back three dudes, and I'm pretty certain yeah. he's smaller than all three of them. And he was able to hold Stanley's them back. Stanley's big, man. Stanley's yeah. big, but he's, like, skinny. No, he's, he's a, a little skinny build. Dude. What you talking but about, like, boy? No, but but he's also lanky, so he's, I like, guess, nice yeah. and long, so he can, like, really <laughs> grab, like, a bunch of guys back, you know? Yeah, that's like, right. That's facts. You know? Facts. You know? And, and, and like, the, the clothes is fresh. Like, you cannot have a chemistry guy who looks like a bum on the bench. You know? That's true, but also at the same time, like you know, you know what's the craziest thing? Like, we mm. you guys brought him in, and uh, we even talked about it on the podcast, and you were like, "Oh, this is a poor man's Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard." Kawhi Leonard, you know, a poor, poor man's Kawhi Leonard. Very poor, very, very poor, poor man. No, 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 no. Like we can't even make that comparison anymore. Like this is now he became yeah. a hype man. He became a chemistry yeah. guy. Which he's basically fine. like he's equivalent to Navbatia on that mm. team. Yes, well, sure, but <laughs> I mean, for his role, it's totally fine because, like, if you remember at the like before the season even started, we were talking about all the new guys that the Raptors are bringing in on like one or two year contracts. You know, like the Raptors are essentially tr- what they were essentially trying to do was just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and hope something sticks. Yes. And so far, Terrence Davis looks like he's sticked. Rondé Hollis Jefferson looks like he's sticked. I'm. But then Stanley Johnson, not so much. But while you have him, you find him a role. And it seems like he's found his role as the chemistry guy because he cannot shoot a basketball. He has just horrible on-floor IQ. Yes. And he can't really do anything. So now you kind of place him in a spot where, you know, like there's potential. The playoffs aren't until... April. He has a long amount of time to grow, maybe get on like some FaceTime calls with Jordan Lloyd, just learn the craft, YouTube videos, you know, like while one like one side of the team watches video of like play calling or like games, gameplay. He watches like video of like the, the chemistry guys that have really made the NBA what it is today. OK, see, I, I, I totally see <laughs> what you're saying. And um, it gave me a great idea for our future. So what I'm, I know you just did your master's, you, ha- you did your old study, but I say we dedicate the next two years, you know, go for another degree, but we'll do a combined study between you and I. We will talk about the correlation between uh, the chances of uh, winning a championship and also yeah. um, the need for a proper chemistry guy. And what I see sure. with the future uh, uh, with the study is basically, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be draft spots in the second yeah. round dedicated strictly for chemistry guys. Fair. If we can get into the forefront of that, I could see myself mm-hmm. being in the league in the future. Because if all it takes is for me to not play basketball, but stand on the side and hold back a bunch of guys in street clothes, mm-hmm. but like swaggy clothes, yeah. I'm in. Sign me up for yeah. that 100%. But, Rich, you and I talked before regarding a chemistry guy. And there is one yeah. chemistry guy that's 
you know, he stands out among uh, uh stands out among all the other chemistry guys. And that is a guy really? named Jay Can Dunn. I guess? Jared oh, Dudley. Oh Jay God. Duds, man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jay Duds. Jay, Jay Duds is such a chemistry guy, but he's also a utility chemistry guy. He's not just one dimensional yeah. where he can just be chemistry guy. He can also be the enforcer. He's got two archetypes as a as a <laughs> player for that team. And also yesterday, um, Anthony Davis, of course, he was a little banged up, as he always is. And um, Jared Dudley stepped up. He's like, yo, I'll take over the starting uh, power forward position. And mm-hmm. you know what? He got on there and then uh, Sabonis dropped a big piece on him. But still, he at least had uh, that desire to fill in the big shoes of the brow. But Jared but, Dudley also had – but that doesn't make him a good chemistry guy because no, Stanley Johnson doesn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I'm sorry. Stanley Johnson doesn't want to fill in that spot. He knows he can, and he he knows his role. By the way, my laptop is at 69. percent um, uh, But nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. We're, we're both in a quarter life. I love that. Nice. Uh, anyway, anyways. You just got a job. Like, you just got a full-time job. I have a full-time job. We're doing, like, grown man stuff, but we're laughing at it. Anyways, nice. Uh, But, (laughs) no, uh, Jared Dudley is a chemistry guy purely because, not even purely because, one of the reasons being, you know, the iconic Lakers uh, airplane picture this year. The iconic, when I'm saying iconic, when we talk about this decade and, you know, iconic moments from this decade. That Lakers picture is iconic because you know what? That's one of the biggest reasons why they're 24 and four right now. 24 and four. This is a team that didn't make the playoffs last year. LeBron James missed the playoffs since his, I think, Cavalier days, correct? Yeah. Since his first Cavalier time. days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. Since then, he missed the playoffs yesterday. But Jared Dudley, they put him into that system. He took the mm-hmm. airplane picture. Now they're 24 and four. LeBron James is in the. He hasn't missed a game, and he's also in the MVP conversation. I'm just telling you, Jared Dudley is the chemistry player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, okay. You got it. You got to give Stanley time because Stanley's just like he's coming. I, like, I he just I, found I his role. I won't give Stanley anything. He has to come and get it. That's he, fine. He That's needs fine. To prove himself this year. He needs to like really grab my attention, take uh-huh. it towards him. Unless you Fair. can make a fighting argument for him. Fair. Why don't we have a year okay. end thing where we have um, top the, chemistry guys? Top no top chem- chemistry guy of the year award. Sure, we can so even mine. do something like chemistry of the decade award because like you chemistry know the decade is coming to an end. Like maybe something like a week or two. We'll probably even forget that I've mentioned this. So like no, the next I'll episode, remember. I have a I have a very photographic memory. Okay, and there's no photographs here. No, I'm yeah, writing there's... everything down. Okay, okay. Oh, we're preparing now. This is big. Yeah, no, this is I hired, big. I hired, uh, I hired a transcriber in order to write everything down. Should our New Year's resolution be that we will start preparing for our podcast episodes? Absolutely not, because I think we will do injustice to our listeners by preparing, because purely because I think what makes this good is we are just going off the dome. It's just two guys yeah. literally just sitting around talking about hoops. Yeah, I mean, I'll do like a lot of basic preparations where like mm-hmm. I, I will go through some of the games that happened, yeah. some of the news that happened. We, we, like, we, we are pretty in the loop when it comes mm-hmm. to the basketball world. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there is that preparation, but at the end of the day, yeah. it's just guys talking about sports, and I'm sure it's. Uh, I find yeah. it interesting. Yeah. But, uh, we got an hour. We got an hour to kill. We got to throw in a ton of words. Yes. Uh, the reason we have each other is because we can't. We don't have enough words in our vocabulary to do this all on our own. Dude, my, my Tom, vernac- you me a new, vernacular you ta- is fantastic, dog. 
You taught me a new word before we even clicked record. What's the, what's the word, Rich? Oh, Jesus. Uh, f- uh, okay, I'll give, I'll give you a definition. Oh, wh- wait, wait. Whimsical. Whimsical. Correct. What's the definition? Yeah, that was the word. Um, I forgot. It's playfully quaint or fanciful, especially in an appealing and amusing way. Why did you teach me that word? Because I saw, okay, I was, okay, so to the listeners, I was listening yeah. my preparation for the game, um, the podcast today. So okay. I have my phone charger, you know, I have my mic, my headphones, I have my, you know, venti iced Americano because I need my caffeine. Yeah. I need my, I have my glass of water over here in order to stay hydrated. And I have mm. my Minute Maid apple juice box over here just because yeah. I want to remain whimsical, you know? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I remember now. I remember now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, but uh, anyway. so there, there was a conversation since we were talking about the Lakers. Um, sure. uh, conversation going on right now. So the biggest um, kind of contender for the MVP race that gives a battle towards uh, Giannis is uh, LeBron James. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I think yes, LeBron James should win MVP literally every single season. Giannis so deserves. Yeah, no, Giannis deserves it this season, I think, uh, to this point. But, like, LeBron, I can make a case for LeBron winning the MVP award pretty much every one of his seasons of his career, except for, like, last year. Yeah. You know? LeBron's just that good. And, um, but, yeah, you know, I, what's the craziest take I saw? It was Stephen what? A. Smith. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. He was. What's he said that? LeBron is not the biggest competition for Giannis. The biggest competition for Giannis is Giannis. Oh, God. <laughs> Stay off the when, weed. I hate when I hate when people do that. But like, That's so stupid. Like, like, why do you gotta be, be so if, meta if, like that? Well, if anything, the biggest competition for Giannis is his organization. Like, if That's they're willing stupid. to get him, like, if they're willing to get him, like, more help. Yeah, yeah. Because like that team just runs through Giannis mm-hmm. all the all the freaking time, you know. Yeah. So. Like so, I'd say that because right now Giannis is doing like a little bit of literally everything over there. Like they have some guys there, but yeah. this team is definitely not what they are without Giannis. Oh, so 100%. I'd say I'd say it's their ownership and their GM. Yeah, for Giannis. Giannis, he's he's been one of the most consistent players in a sense. Hasn't uh, he? Doesn't miss many games. He's always out nope. there. The, he, there's no real low management when it comes to because also at the end of the day, he's a young guy. He's able yeah. to go out and do this. Same thing with LeBron as well. Like uh, in the past, in his career, he missed something like fifteen to thirty games or something like that, right? Yeah, it's very small. It's a very small size. But that, that uh, that's where you know I guess some of the players nowadays are lacking because uh, there's a lot of conversation going around uh, in the league regarding load management. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Clippers being one of the you know in the forefront of that movement with. Uh, Resting Kawhi yeah. quite a bit, Paul George here and there, things like that. Uh, against yeah. uh, Chicago, uh, the game that um, Chicago won, and I don't take any uh, credit for that. Not credit. I don't. I don't take pride in it purely because well, you know, Lou Williams. No, win is a win, but also some of the star players of that team weren't playing. I'd rather mm-hmm. beat a team at their best rather than a team with uh, you know just Paul George. I mean, I'm not going to say just Paul George because he's still a well, phenomenal player. And just uh, some of the scrubs basically around him, right? Because Lou Williams wasn't playing, Kawhi wasn't playing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't really comment because the Raptors had a really fun time beating Alfonso McKinney in the NBA Finals last year. 
<laughs> Why we gotta bring that back, man? Honestly, I I enjoyed it a lot. Like, I, I, like in, in, in hindsight's twenty twenty, but like leg- realistically, I very glad Kevin Durant didn't play. Oh yeah, okay. Because like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, that helped. I mean, that helped a lot. But I hate having that conversation. Like a lot of people are saying that nowadays, right? Whether um, yeah. Like if uh, Kevin Durant and Steph, uh, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson were there, they would have yeah. won. And like, yeah. That, I mean, they, yeah, they would have had a better chance. I, I'm not going to yeah, say but, they would have won, but they would have had a better I chance. Like no, I no, would but, say that they would have won, but keep in mind, who cares? We got a ring. Like the ring is there no matter what. If I if that was the Bulls and they were like, you want a ring? I'd be like, no, I don't need that. No, that, thank that's, you. That's, that's totally fine. But like, no, I was want it back. Yeah, but like as a Toronto sports fan, I can use every ring that I can like fucking get <laughs> on my finger. Uh, speaking of the Warriors, by the way, did yeah. you, the Warriors were named the team of the decade, and they posted like a bunch of pictures on social media, and they there was not a single image of Kevin Durant in that See, post, which why, is why? so funny because that's the dude who won two Finals MVPs for them. Mm-hmm. Why do it. they why do, why do they have such a be, uh, beef with him? I, because he left them. Would he? But he also got him. Yeah, as you said, two finals MVP. Yeah, but do okay. Your say an ex girlfriend gets you like a bunch of stuff. Do you post pictures of your ex girlfriend after you break up? If she gets me a ring, yes, like a championship ring. I'm not talking about a wedding ring. A championship ring, yes, one hundred percent. Yes, if my ex got me a championship ring. I would still not post any pictures. You're telling me if you're on a basketball team and she used to be yeah. a teammate and she was the reason why you got a championship ring, you would not yeah. have post a pick of her. But I she's would. an ex. That's, it, it also looks. Cl- it's like see that's how, you, you see that's the thing that's that's what separates boys from men. Okay, it's no big deal, Rich. I don't personally blame you. I know I'm a few months older than you. That's probably why. But uh, uh huh. You know, it's just one day once you grow up, you'll understand. Yeah, it, that's no true. shade, no shade or anything. <sighs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, but uh, anyways, continuing on the low management thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a big fan of it. I mean, I don't have anything against it. Like, I have nothing against it, but um, I, I think it helps some teams in order to get to that end goal yeah especially when you look look in the clippers in itself right Kawhi yeah. last year he had to do a little management because he was coming off an mm-hmm. injury but yeah. even after the finals uh, Kawhi was limping off like did you see him walk up to the podium or wa- walk up to for the press conference he was limping like he was hurting yeah. so much dude so clearly there's something wrong there well Kawhi has degenerative knee issues yeah which i mean it's just not going to go away like i personally i I love load management because it like teams are smart for utilizing it. I'm all for rational thinking. Like if uh, if I'm if you're worried about fans missing paying X amount of money to just watch Kawhi Leonard play, well, yes. you should be aware that Kawhi Leonard has degenerative knee knee issues and yep. he might not play. So and also if like I'm sorry, but if the only reason you're paying that much money to watch an NBA game is for this one player to play, well, like. Like, I don't know what to tell you, you know, yeah. like you got to the fans. Sh- like it sucks, but like the fans should be smarter than that. I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't me, go that far. No, but that me, far. me as a me as a GM, me as an owner, <laughs> my job is to win playoff games. If, yes. the, if I'm running the Clippers, the Clippers are obviously making it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Game 45 of the season isn't important. Mm-hmm. Game 
two of the playoffs is important. And I need Kawhi Leonard to play that game. And I'm willing to do everything in my power to ensure that he's not only playing that game, but he's like well rested. Like you have to, you have to track a player's fatigue levels. You have mm-hmm. to you have to be mindful of the type of load you put on him. Mm-hmm. Eighty two games is a long time. Yeah. Like it's a it takes a long time. They're all packed in like every two days. You play yeah. games against grown men. I have zero issue with load management. Mm-hmm. I think it's smart and I think it should be utilized literally by everyone. Like if you're a non playoff team and you mm-hmm. don't really care, like I would even if I'm like a non playoff team, for example, I don't want to like run my guys into the ground, especially like, for example, Atlanta, they're not a playoff team. I don't want to run Trey young into the ground and play him 40 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll play him like 40 minutes, like f- a few games and then like give him a day off. You know, it's totally, it's not a problem for me. Yeah. And especially when you're giving a guy close to 35 million a year at that point, do you really, do you just want him to excel in the regular season? That's not a thing. And I hear arguments like Jalen Rose makes an argument that there used to be a time where, you know, guys took pride in finishing the season, fit playing the whole 82 games. Jalen Rose himself, he played like 83 games, which I don't know how that's possible, but he played 83 what? games. Yeah, no, which is the weirdest thing. He said that. I don't, I'm I don't know. If, this. I don't know if he got traded mid-season or something like that, where he had to suit up for the next team. But that's, <laughs> that's true. That that could be a thing. That, Let me that's, see. That's, that's what I'm assuming. But when, when, I, that's I get it. That that could have been a thing. But that was also an era where guys were like, "Oh man, I'm macho. I don't need to. Uh, uh, when I, when I get hurt, I'll just rub some dirt on it, go out there and play." But we live in an era of awareness. We're yeah. aware, like, dude, why run this guy into the ground? Like, he's he's at a good age right now. How old is yeah. Kawhi right now? He's thirty. He's, he's like 30, twenty. Right? Twenty. I think he's like twenty-eight or something. Twenty-eight. Yeah. So if he's twenty, yeah, he's twenty-eight years old and one hundred and seventy-three days yeah. old. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, dude, he's twenty-eight look, years old. Do you want him to finish his career by twenty-nine, or would you rather see him like excel to an age of 30, 30, 30 something or something like that? Well, personally, twenty-nine. That's. That's very dramatic, but dude, yeah, no, Jalen Rose. It could happen, dude. I'm sorry, what? Jalen Rose, yeah, 83 games played in 2001. He split time between Indiana and Chicago, so yeah. That's what I'm thinking. He got it's, traded. It's, and just literally dude, had to suit that's, up. That's so trippy. So either so he started the season with Indiana. It's literally like he went back in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because and that's that's wild. Exactly. That is so no. cool. But no. and but Jalen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but Jalen Rose. I mean, he had a—he was a pretty solid basketball player. He only yes. played until he was 34. Mm-hmm. I mean, and what? Well, I think one of the greatest moments of Jalen Rose's career was uh, 80, 81 points. I think. Well, not scored by him, well, of course. Yeah, uh, he was on the opposite end of that. You, uh, oh yeah, dude. Rick Raptors. Yeah. Oh, good old days, you know, nostalgia. Yeah, that was. Oh Jesus, but dude, dude like I'm looking at it, like the last th- two years of his career, like he missed a lot of games due to injury, yes. because like he was he was so proud of playing every single game of his yeah. career, which like I I mean it might be a, a reason, but I'm like my point, both their points is like, <laughs> why play game 34 if you don't need to, exactly. rest up. Rest up, and fans be better. I mean, go. I mean, I'm not gonna go at the fans. I I get their I side. No, 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 no. But like, it's different perspectives, right? Like, I I get one perspective where you know, say 
somebody who's not able to afford games, they somehow luck into a ticket or, you know, they save up enough for a ticket. And up to that game, you know, say their star player or the kid's favorite player is supposed to play. But then last minute he's pulled out due to, um, I don't know, knee problem. But that's what they say. But realistically, it's just a rest day. But uh, when that happens, I'm sure, you know, it's an emotional moment. It It sucks, but that's when you teach a kid how what yes, life what life sure. is all about Absolutely. this is how you strengthen your kid i can't wait till you're a parent oh it's gonna be horrible I'm, yeah it's gonna be absolutely terrible but this is this is how you like you toughen up your kid this way I like guess. you take him you take him to a clippers game Kawhi's not there paul george is not there mm-hmm. they're in street clothes yes toughen the kid up kid yeah. cries that's fine but yeah. he's gonna be stronger through it yes 100 okay here we go i respect that dude Anyways, we got, you want to uh, change the course a little bit and talk some fantasy football because the final start yes, right now. Absolutely. Before we do, ballandroll.com, best basketball content on the web. Shop.ballandroll.com, hottest basketball merch on the web. We got an interview with Fred Van Vliet. He's talking about what he does off the court in terms of his investments, his money stuff. Check it out. It's our new feature. Fantasy football finals are this week. Survive mm-hmm. Michael Thomas in the semifinals. Kevin, yes, I am. Sir. I dropped Aaron Rodgers. Smart choice. And I'm considering between Ryan Tannehill and Ryan Fitzpatrick. See, we're not talking about leading a team in a sense as in leading an NFL team into a championship. We're talking about leading a fantasy team into a championship. This is more All important. that matters, which is 100% more important to us. Mm. But yes. when that happens, like Aaron Rodgers, who are they playing this week? Who are, who's who Minnesota. playing? Aaron they're, they're playing Minnesota. They're playing Minnesota. Minnesota has a really good defense. And yeah. Aaron Rodgers, um, their run game in Green Bay is not the greatest. So a lot of pressure isn't taken off him. And I think, yeah. you know, he's not going to post insane numbers. But yeah. a team like Tannehill clearly was a great selection for you last week. Um, he's going to he's gonna give you insane amount of yards. He might not win hmm. the game for the actual team, but... He will go out there, give you a lot of yards, a few touchdowns here and there, and give you the yeah. fantasy points. That's what matters at the end of the yeah, day. Dude, here's the thing. And we mm-hmm. talked about this like off the air when we were like prepping for our semifinals. And I, I earned a bye week. And yes. look, yes. I'm like the Bill Belichick of fantasy football. Like, you give me an extra week to prepare, watch tape, talk strategy, talk shot with my team. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm, it's a lock. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that that was the mortal lock of the week last week. It was my fantasy team <laughs> winning. And yes. I was I was playing in a in my buddy's family fantasy league and I was playing against his grandfather and yes. when Christian McCaffrey gave me like 35 points or whatever it was and I was up by 60 going into Monday night, like I I sent I sent my uh my opponent some friendly smack talk in the form of gifts. I also said that I'm putting his team in a body bag. Um, oh my lord. This poor old aged man who's, you know, well, facing mortality. But, you know, it's OK. Well, it's OK, because it's okay. In, in, in the spirit of competition, like yes. I have to smack talk. I've been smack talking every single member of my buddy's family this entire season. Yeah. Every single one of them. I'm putting them all of them in body bags. And by <laughs> Christmas time, I'm going to be the, the family dad. That's the plan. And Ryan Tannehill this past week, he outplayed. Deshaun Watson in terms of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big. Yeah. I dropped Aaron Rodgers. 
for Ryan Tannehill, and it worked. That's a solid move. You know who outplayed all the quarterbacks and almost every fantasy player? Lamar Jackson. L. Jack, baby. L. Jack, he's, he's going like game after game. Five touchdown games, five touchdown games, five touchdown games. Yeah. And this is his last week that yeah. he's playing before he shut down for week 17. So, And this is also his MVP year. Shout out to me for predicting yeah. that. No big deal. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. To all the fans out there. So there was um, when the football season started on my drive oh, my to Mississauga, I called yeah. Richard. And, you know, me being the young Socrates, like basically the oracle, uh, oh. I call I call Richard. And uh, I'm like, hey, well, Rich, so I'm predicting I'm uh, that Lamar Jackson will win an MVP in the next three years. So I had me like, I, I knew he, he had the potential this year, but, you know, I wanted to give myself a little bit of leeway. So I said three years. And Richard was so confident in saying that there is no way Lamar Jackson would become the MVP in the next three years to the point where he made a wager that if he does, Richard Burfer has to get me um, Lamar Jackson jersey. Right. And, you know, no surprise to anybody other than Richard. Yeah. Lamar Jackson made a huge push this year, became quite the front runner in the MVP race. And now he's. He is the MVP. Like, may as well give him the award right now. What but if next, he falls flat in the in the fantasy football finals? Does he I, get his MVP stripped? I, that's not going to happen. He's playing Cleveland this year, who has one of the worst defenses after losing Miles My, Garrett. You mean you mean the Cleveland team that beat him by like twenty? Uh, yes, Cleveland team that beat him by twenty at the beginning of the season. After yeah. that, um, we have Odell Beckham Jr. on the sideline asking every team, "Guys, get uh, take get me out of here." This is a guy yeah. who who had to fight for a position. Now he's just like, "Oh, get me out of here!" And you have uh, Jarvis severely, Land. he is severely, severely mis- mistreating Sparky C- uh, Sparky Jr. Screw Sparky Jr. Also, we have Jarvis Landry. Jarvis okay. Landry also doing the same thing. He's going around asking teams after the games, could yeah. you get me out of here? Clearly, that team is no match for Lamar Jackson this week. They have 12 pro bowlers on that team. 12 yeah. pro bowlers. This team is yeah. like, dude, this is going to be a fun game. This is going to be such a fun game because L. Jack is going to light him up. I'm predicting <sighs> I'm predicting at least 150 yards in the air, at least yeah. 150 yards on the ground, and at least six touchdowns. That would kill me. Playing, I'm playing Lamar Jackson in the oh, finals. Oh, dude, this, this is oh, this is not good because in order for me yeah. to have a good good year, I need Lamar Jackson to play well, yeah. and in order for you to have a good year, you need Lamar Jackson to play bad. And am I going to be the bigger man over here and wish you the best? No, absolutely not. I hope Lamar Jackson well, has a fantastic game, like well, I, like exemplary. He puts up like almost fifty points this weekend. Well, yeah, if he puts up fifty points, I'm done. But. <laughs> If he doesn't, like, I just need him. Like, I'm okay with him having a good football game. I mean, where he puts up like 25, 30 points. That's fine. Sorry, what? No, 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 no. He's going to put up 50. Dude, he's got borderline 50 this year. He's had like 44, 47 point games. I I know. But so what I'm hoping for is since last week he got like 45, now we expect like slight drop off because like. On, On the icing on the cake game for him? This is but, literally the moment he puts icing on the cake. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. But okay. I I just you, you you hate to see it, you know? Yeah, I hate to see my boy being so confident, you know, coming off a of bye week. You know, my league well, didn't even have a bye week. My my my, well, my league didn't even have a bye week. 
But I'm just saying, no, no. I mean, it's not my problem because it just gave us more of a it it didn't cool us down at all. You know, we we just had one game planned after our week two loss that uh, we were just going to make a push. Actually, week four loss. We we lost four games in a row at the beginning of the season. And then after that, you know, we just make it a crazy 10 game push. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, you know, going for the championship. I have Lamar Jackson starting for me at the quarterback position. D hop, you know, who's also putting up insane numbers in my starting uh, w uh, wide receiver one position. Will Fuller, uh, Will Fuller, Blech. contingent on whether he's healthy or not. In my third, uh, the I mean, story is, of the season, the story of his season. But also, when he's healthy, yeah, dude, he's okay. he, dude, he put up forty six points for me one week. And dude, that's in my co- league. Dude, he's been taken out of games for injuries like half, like literally half the games this year. But you know who I picked up, and I think this is going to pay out quite well, is uh, Brashad Perriman. Oh, I picked him up, too. That's a smart choice because you got Evans Thank out you. and Goodwin out. So I thought, you know, if yeah. he, my man's going to throw a lot and somebody has to catch it. And yeah. he was his favorite target last week. Yeah, and Scotty, Houston Scotty secondary has been looking too. weak. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is going to be it's gonna be a good time. So my boys, are, so. My boys are looking to explode. Yeah. And, of so, course, I, I have my star fantasy piece over here, which is New England defense, which has been the MVP of my team all year. Mm-hmm. New England defense. No big yeah. One of the greatest I mean, defenses to ever exist in the history of football. I, mean, I picked history. up Denver. I picked up Denver for this week because they're playing like David Blau and a Detroit Lions. So I'm feeling pretty confident there anyways. Is Brad Chubb healthy? Who? Bradley Chubb. I have no idea. He's one of the star no. defensive players over there. Nick Chubb's brother. No idea. No idea. I know. I know Von Miller is playing, and he did <laughs> say that. He also did say that their defense is trending into the right direction. I'm so glad. I believe them. Yes. Uh, Drew Locke is a lock to win that game. And I'm, I'm glad dude, you're taking advice from a guy who's pretty much like his his hobby is CTE. At this oh, point, that's horrible. That no, is horrible. but dude, the, the Von Miller is known for just big hits. At this point, you have to wonder, like, what kind of damage is, uh, has been done so far, realistically? Mm-hmm. No, sure. but, like, well, defensive players have been, you know, after their career, one of the more volatile uh, mm-hmm. humans because of yeah. the amount of uh, hits they've taken to their head. And, yeah, I don't know. And also, Bradley Chubb is out for the year with a torn ACL. This was September. Never okay. mind. Yeah, yeah. No, he's <laughs> not. This is, he's <laughs> not. He's, dude, nobody watches Bronco games. I mean, I nobody watches Bronco games. I do even, sometimes. Even John Elway doesn't watch Bronco games. I did. I did last week because you had them on your ticket. Yeah, because it was <laughs> a, it was the snow game, and Drew Locke has small hands. <laughs> you, I'm done with you. I am so no, done with you. This is a, this. I am two for two when uh, picking against guy, in snow games. When I pick guys against guys with small hands, I'm two for yeah. two. It was with Kyle Allen when he went to Green Bay. Small hands, mm-hmm. struggle. Drew yes. Locke, small hands, struggle in Kansas City. Smart picks, man. Those are some smart Thank picks. Yeah, buddy. Um, anywho, speaking of which, we should probably wrap things up and yes, do some sir. football picks. Absolutely. Kevin, you want to start it up with your uh, with your uh, mortal locks? One hundred percent. These are these are probably you know some of our last picks remaining for the year. You know, playoffs are approaching, so these are, you know, I'm, I usually charge for these, but I'm giving all, all our listeners this for free. Dude, so, there's 
there's no fo- Thursday football game, man. Like, what do we do after we we're done recording tonight? There, there is Clippers versus Rockets, where um, uh, you know, no, but they're like Harden is uh, set at thirty-eight point five points. Uh, oh my old- god. On, on his uh, props and also yeah. 24.5 for, uh, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard. And I think it's like 16.5 boards for uh, 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 Clint Capella. I don't know. Like, these are huh? just off the, off the top of my dome, you know. I'm just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No big deal. Just coming up with numbers. But Go with we your have, picks, man. We your have picks. three Saturday games this week, you know, and mm-hmm. Sunday games and then one Monday game. But my first pick, I'm picking 49ers, negative 6.5 versus the Rams. George Kittle. I am so vibing this guy with this guy, but it's not just just because of that guy. Like they have, um, they have a lot of great receiving options. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing amazing, and uh, uh, that boy, that was Bosa. Bosa is uh, in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation as well. Sherman mm-hmm. is over there. They, they're playing. They have a great team. And Rams, I don't trust the Rams. They just lost to Dallas. Dallas, I have respects for them, but they, they've also had a questionable year so far, right? Jared Goff, he disappears when it matters. Todd Gurley, he disappears when it matters. You're talking about like your best player on your team has arthritis. That's an issue. So I'm picking um, the 49ers, negative 6.5 versus Rams. I'm taking Chiefs, negative 6 versus the Bears. Mitch Trubinsky, he's had good games here and there. But also, you're going against Patty Mahomes. He's feeling good. He's coming back. Tyree Kill is just burning everybody. So I, I'm taking Chiefs versus the Bears. Dallas, negative 2.5 versus Eagles. Eagles suck. Carson Wentz sucks. That team is so bad. Um, but And they also have a terrible secondary. I hope uh, Dak comes back uh, healthy this week. But even if not, Zeke is just going to burn them. Negative 2.5 is real low. So I'm taking Dallas versus Eagles. And last is my favorite team this year, other than the Patriots. Baltimore Ravens, negative 10 versus the Browns. It's it's a revenge game. They got slapped last time. They're going to come in uh, <laughs> and, and slap the Browns and basically make OBJ and Jarvis Landry leave the team. That's what's going to happen. Those are my mortal locks. Rich, what you got? Harsh. Um, well, we're going to start things off. The Cowboys are back, man. They're going to the Super Bowl. Oh my this gosh. is just another This is not, just another roadblock. Two point five, uh, two po- uh, go away, Kevin. Uh, Two-point favorites on the road. Cowboys are clicking at the right time. They're about to peak, man. The Cowboys are going to win. It's going to – honestly, I feel like it's going to be a blowout. Then the Kansas City Chiefs. Their offense is back to what it was like last year. Yes. They're awesome. Patty Mahomes is starting to play well. They're getting healthy. The, the Chicago Bears suffered a horrible loss last week. I don't think they're going to rebound from that. Take the Chiefs. Next up, Denver Broncos. They're playing yeah. the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions cannot score the football with David Blau as their quarterback. They're playing against a really good defense in Denver. It's also a high-altitude game. David Blau has never played in that sort of environment. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke is, has been awesome except for that snow game in Kansas City. Small hands. What are you going to do? Take the Denver Broncos. And then my last pick, mm-hmm. I was going to go with Baltimore, but I can't do it oh. because – because of like emotions and stuff you Can't make do terrible it. emotional picks by the way but go ahead not now kevin not okay. it's finals week it's finals week man. i guess you're right you're um right. my last pick i'm gonna uh, i'm not touching the atlanta falcons game i will never bet on the atlanta falcons ever again but i am also but i'm gonna be betting on the carolina panthers as they take on the indianapolis colts 
short week for them because they played on a Monday night. They got like the absolute crap knocked out of them by the New Orleans Saints. Christian McCaffrey is going to get a ton of carries because they just switched their quarterbacks. Will Greer starting for Kyle Allen. Christian McCaffrey, fantasy finals. He's going to go off. Mortal locks. Take the Carolina Panthers. Anyways, Kevin, another episode is in the book. Yes, sir. Another episode in the books. Good luck to you on your fantasy football finals. Good luck to everybody still participating in fantasy football final week. (laughs) Dude, football's coming to an end, man. Oh, that sucks. This sucks. But also, uh, good luck to uh, Lamar Jackson this weekend. I hope you have, have, like, historic numbers. Historic. I'm talking about, like, probably one of the greatest fantasy outputs ever. Ever. Yeah, that would suck. Like, I'm hoping 60 points. 60 fantasy points would be nice. That would suck. You know what would be crazy? What? If if Tannehill outscores Lamar Jackson. Yes. That would be nice. Ryan Tannehill will do better than Lamar Jackson. Yes. You never never, know. I do. I feel it in my bones. All right. L. Jack is the future of football. I hope he has the worst game of his career. But on that note, on that note, Kev, we're done for this week. We'll be back next week. This has been the Ball and Roll Pick and Pod. Until next week. Sayonara.